0: Really, one of the things that our counselors taught me, particularly here at PCC, is they walk them through three steps. The who am I, the what's out there, and the where am I going. Let's talk about you, let's learn a little bit about you. And so we walk students through how they can learn about themselves and then help them explore what does that look like in terms of a major. And not every student knows exactly what they want to do, but that's where we come in. We don't make decisions for students. We're here to help them explore. If they do come out with what they feel is a comfortable decision as to what major I should align with for the career I think I want to do, that's a success for us
1: the workforce landscape is rapidly changing, and educators and their institutions need to keep up. Preparing students before they enter the workforce to make our communities and businesses stronger is at the core of getting an education. But we need to understand how to change and adjust so that we can begin to project where things are headed before we even get there. So how do we begin to predict the future? Hi, I'm Salvatrice Kumo, Executive Director of Economic and Workforce Development at Pasadena City College and host of this podcast. And I'm Christina Barsi, producer and co-host of this podcast. And we are starting the conversation about
2: the future of work. We'll explore topics like how education can partner with industry, how to be more equitable, and how to attain one of our highest goals, more internships and PCC students in the workforce. We at Pasadena City College want to lead the charge in closing the gap between what our students are learning and what the demands of the workforce will be once they enter. This is a conversation that impacts all of us. You, the employers, the policymakers, the educational institutions, and the
1: community as a whole. We believe change happens when we work together. And it all starts with having a conversation. I'm Christina Barsi. And I'm Salvatrice Cuomo. And this is The Future of Work. In this episode, we spent some time talking with Jason Barquero, the director of the Center for Career and Completion at Pasadena City College, about what the Career Center at PCC does, how they guide students, and how they can really be the true connectors for all the departments within the college, for not only the student and those on campus, but also to employers who need to seek talent why because they are part of the economic and workforce development department which is actually very uniquely positioned want to learn more take a listen welcome back to the future
2: of work i am your host salvatrice Kumo, and with me today i have jason barquero director of the Robert G. Freeman Center for Career and Completion at Pasadena City College. Jason, how are you?
0: I'm doing great, Salvatrice. How are you?
2: Very good. We're really excited to have you on this episode of The Future of Work. You know, it's always great to have the team represented. And so thank you for allowing some time.
0: You know, really looking forward to this and it's an exciting podcast. And so hopefully I can add some value to your listeners and and have some fun.
2: The Future of Work episodes in the past have been really geared towards Industries and how industries are shifting and adjusting to future of work occupations and growth, et cetera, et cetera. And we do touch on what is needed from talent. But what I'm really going to love about this episode is that we're really going to talk more about how an institution connects with employers so that in a very streamlined way, so that we can really understand a clearer picture from individual employers versus just from a sector, right? And how exactly are we, how exactly can we here internally, not only at our college, but at other colleges and universities, prepare the talent for the new workforce? And so with that, you know what might be a good idea, Jason, is if you shared with our listener a little bit about you because you've had some really awesome experiences within your career thus far and we'd love to hear it so tell us a little bit about yourself first
0: I'd love to and I, I promise not to bore your listeners for too long and give you a little bit of <laughs> about myself I've been in higher education for 16 years now and mostly in career services I'll start by saying when I like to talk about professionally about myself, especially now that I'm with a community college, is that I, I'm a product of the community college system. I went to Cerritos College very early on, right out of high school, transferred to a four-year school and all of that. And um, about a year after undergraduate, believe it or not, most people won't say this, but I, when I was in college, actually, Cal State Fullerton, I'll admit I only visited the career career center once in, in undergrad. And that was only because it was a class assignment. And it was for one of my communication classes. And we went in there, we had to do a mock interview. I remember that vividly. And rather than say, wow, this was great. You know, this was cool. And I did enjoy it. I actually said, wow, I would actually really like to do what that person is doing. So I was that nerd. I don't think most students actually go into a career center and say, I want to work in career services. But I actually thought that was pretty cool. And I remember that's when it first hit me, like, this might be something I might want to do as a career choice after graduation, and we'll see what happens. Well, a few years later, lo and behold, I landed my first job, entry-level career advisor at the DeVry University. I worked for on the for-profit side of education uh, for five years, spent a great deal of time there with them, really enjoyed my time. It's where I first really learned about career development and career services. And then I moved on to Claremont Graduate University at one point, and I worked for them for several years. There is where I split my time. I started out working in career services with them, mostly with MBA students. So I had shift from working with undergraduate students at DeVry, very technical, very business, very for-profit, moving on to... The Claremont Colleges, if folks are familiar with them out here in the West, very different, small liberal arts and working with graduate students and working with business students, which uh, we all know is very different than working with liberal arts students. Shifted to working in alumni relations for three years. Wanted to try something different and was promoted to become the director of alumni there for a few years, which I learned a lot about fundraising, learned a lot about engaging alumni for career development as well, which we now use um, really in everything that we do now in career development. And then to kind of fast track from here till now, you know, I've worked at Occidental College. I've worked at Otis College of Art and Design. So a lot of my time has been with uh, smaller liberal arts colleges. But going back to that early, early on, right out of high school, when I was at uh, at a community college, my lifelong goal was always to work at a community college. And so when this opportunity popped up, I saw it, it was presented. It was not something that I was out there scouring the field for a new gig or anything, but I thought this is exciting. And when I did more research about where PCC was going in particular with career services and workforce development and the investment both in time and dollars and people that the college uh, had been making, I thought this should be the right move for me. And then here I am a little over a year later, and it's been fantastic. So learning a ton. So that's a little bit about my my background.
2: And you started right at the beginning of the pandemic, at the shutdown. <laughs> and so <laughs> it we could do a whole been, podcast has-
0: just about that. That's right. That's
2: right. And lessons learned and and how we've adjusted. And you're absolutely right. I think it's important also to have folks know PCC is doing things differently. You are doing things differently with the Career Center. We're testing the Career Center model. We're pushing the envelope a little bit. We're shaking things up in a very friendly, disruptive way. And what I mean by that, I think, and, and you might agree, is we're not doing things as business as usual. You know, there's certain things that can stay, but there's other things that we've just got to shift our mindset around, specifically on how we connect with that employer. So let's spend some time about that. Share with the group how you connect employer demands to the student interest. Now, the second part of that question might be you know, where do you receive your employer demand information? But once you receive that, how do you connect those dots?
0: That's a great question. And I think, to be honest with you, believe it or not, that's probably the number one challenge that any career center at any college usually faces. It's I mean, we do a lot of different things at a college and we have a lot of different constituents that we serve. But that's the magic formula right there where you can figure it out really well is how do you best connect the demands of the students matching also the demands of the employers, right? And it's not always a, a perfect formula. But what we do, I think to answer the first part of that is how are we connecting with employers and, and meeting their demands. The demands of employers are interesting. They've been changing now. And when I've seen that here in the last year at Pasadena City College, it's not just about employers wanting to post a job. We have plenty of employers that always want to, you know, they'll post a job like at any other institution. But what's important, I think, that really the way career development has been working with employers a lot differently over the last few years is how do we embed employers within the college in various places? So, for example, you know, if you have an organization that says, well, I just want to post a job. I think a true, strong, well-developed career center is going to turn that conversation into yeah, let's talk a little bit about the relationship. You know, how can this organization be a part of academics? How can they be embedded in the classroom? How can they be part of what we're already teaching in certain curriculum and certain programs, right? We've had those conversations with organizations like Bank of America or SoCal Gas or Kaiser Permanente here at PCC. And so that's really the future of where that's going because it's about building that relationship. And so the relationship building is no longer, here's a job. Uh, send us some resumes you know we'll stay in touch over the next couple of weeks and and then we'll get an invite later for your job fair and those kinds of things and there's a lot of employers that that's what we'll do but you have to really make sure that as a as a career center you're hyper focused on those targeted companies and organizations that you want it to flourish to something else again some of those relationships that I talked about where they're embedded within the curriculum within the classroom as well and they're part of the campus culture. Now, right now, and you mentioned going remote, it's become a little bit more challenging in some ways, but in some ways, it's actually allowed for uh, more engagement in that way. And I, I just came out of, of a conference earlier this morning where, you know, that we have career professionals who literally said, I can't imagine doing panels again in person. <laughs> so I right. can't imagine. Yeah. Yeah, how difficult it's going to be to get alumni and employers to want to drive out and park. And they sound like simple things, but those simple things mean a lot to folks. And so we've actually been able to engage more employers in those meaningful conversations to be a part of these panels, be a part of the classroom experience, meet with our deans and our faculty because of the remoteness now of what where we've been over the last year. I think that's one part. I think the other part about where do we identify the need, where the students are at, you know, I think, in general, we have a, a little over three thousand graduates every year from our CTE programs. give or take a couple hundred or so. They're usually probably measure about the same. They don't really uh, over a, a small course of time, they don't, don't really fluctuate too much in terms of which are your ones that are most impacted and less impacted. Nursing, of course, always being one that's kind of very impacted. But I think you take a look at that. And I think as a career center, you're always having those conversations with your deans. You're having those conversations with stakeholders on campus, with your folks that run all the data. But you're also talking to your folks in admissions at the forefront, because those are the people that are going to tell you who are the students coming in today. So you know who your graduates are going to be two, three, four a year from now. It depends, of course, depending on the student. So you know where that trend is heading. So just because... Today, we have a, a strong amount of automotive students, let's say, that are graduating. It doesn't mean it's going to look the same a few years from now if we're seeing at the front end, not as many students are enrolling in that program. So I think it's, it's important for any career center to take a look at who's coming in. What does that student pipeline look like? Because that will give you a good guess of what that pipeline on the other end is going to look like so you can recruit for the future. So one of the things that we're doing right now, and we've talked about, obviously, not to give too much away, but we want to embark on a a big employer engagement campaign over the next year, one of the things that we're going to take a look at is what is the intake right now of students? What is the interest in enrollment right now? Because that's going to help us dictate perhaps where we need to be putting a flag down, so to speak, and, and talking to employers and having those conversations in preparation as these folks, these students, will be graduating and going into the workforce.
2: There's different vehicles, it sounds like, how you reach the employer demand With the student interest, there's different vehicles for the students and different vehicles for the employer. But I think what I really appreciated was the fact that there are customized approaches as well, based on the data that we've gathered, not only through your office, but our Office of Institutional Effectiveness. And that kind of helps us connect the dots a little closer.
0: You're absolutely right. I think the neat thing, boy, and that can go into a whole nother conversation, but a thought that just popped in my head is when you mentioned economic and workforce development, you know, I, I think what makes, as I am in different circles, both inside the college and outside the college with other folks that do what I do at other at other colleges in Southern California, the uniqueness of The Freeman Center, the Robert G. Freeman Center of Career and Completion, how we are embedded and we are part of the Economic and Workforce Development Division. It's very unique. It's very exciting because what I've noticed, the models at other colleges, either career services is done through some sort of workforce development program at their college, but there is an official career center, or B, there's an official career center, but it probably lives under student affairs or student services. Now not to say and I'm not here to, to 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 get into you know which one's better or what have you I will say this I really really appreciate it and enjoy where we sit within economic and workforce development. The reason for that is for what you just mentioned, and what and that's why I wanted to bring that up, is that it allows myself, selfishly as a director, our staff as of job developers, or even our career advisors, to really have our ears, our nose to the ground as to what's happening in employer relations, happening in workforce development. Quite honestly, through the leadership that you're providing to the, to the division, all the folks, the staff, the larger group, the Small Business Development Center. I mean, I'm in constant communications with Donald Lowell over there, director at the SBDC and talking to all the folks about all different projects going on out there, I can guarantee you that's not happening. And I know it wasn't happening in the four-year institutions. And so that's neat. And that's a huge plus for us because some of that lift is already happening. And so those connections are easily made. But I think what the next phase for us is in career services is leveraging that is okay, we see that we're, we're intaking from everything coming through economic workforce development, the data, the connections, the relationships, but now it's time for us also to, how can we give the other way as well? What kinds of things can we create? What kind of programs can we have ready? So that way that we're leveraging that relationship for everything, right? And so you're starting to build a, a menu as you're meeting with employers, organizations, I should say, of the services PCC can provide, right? I know I'm preaching to the choir because I know this is what you do on a day in, day out, but I think it's important for for the listeners to know, I mean, this is what we're doing that's unique here at, at PCC.
2: That's really important that you shared that, Jason, because it was a bold and smart move of PCC and it really showcases our commitment as a district, as a college towards having great relationships with our employers, relationships in a way that not only inform us of our programming, our curriculum, et cetera, et cetera, but also how we are informing them of upcoming talent and making room for these upcoming talents. I think it was wonderful, a wonderful commitment on our part. And you're really shepherding it through and executing it. And so I thank you for that for sure. And so, speaking of that, so speaking of employers, I'm an employer listening. I want to be able to inform PCC. And I also want PCC to inform me or any community college in their area, not just PCC. You can go to any community college. I mean, the community colleges, our mission is to do just that. Our mission is to build new talent for the workforce to to minimize the skills gap to embed more of our talent not only within employment but within you know work based learning opportunities like internships et cetera et cetera. Walk me through that. You know, I'm employer salvatrice. I want to get involved. Jason, what might that look like for me?
0: So I think for an employer, every college is a little bit different. I'll tell you what that looks like at Pasadena City College. So if you are an employer and you are listening right now, you're saying, boy, I want to pick up the phone or or, who do I email? And what you want to do is you want to connect directly with, with our career center, with the Freedman Center, and hopefully any career center at any one of the community colleges like you mentioned. Um, that's the first place I would go. A lot of employers, and I will say this, the elephant in the room is a lot of employers will go to faculty. It's very common. We know that happens. And a lot of faculty are connected to industry. And so a lot of employers, the first thing they'll do is they'll go on to a web page and they'll say, well, I'm looking for accountants. So I'm going to look up the accounting program, the accounting department, and I'm going to email the accounting dean or, or someone in the accounting department for talent. Nothing wrong with that. Sometimes that works. That's okay. It's not uncommon. The only thing and the reason why, and I'm speaking on behalf of all career centers too in the universe, is that why we love to be the intake for that is because we're connected to all the different constituents at any campus. And so we will know how to best disseminate and how to best include and and work with all the different folks on campus. One, to make sure that you get the talent that you need. Two, that way that we leverage that relationship also, which I think is really, really key. Because sometimes those things get lost in, in colleges sometimes. And other folks that who don't do this on a day to day basis, as I like to say, you know, they our faculty, are wonderful faculty. They teach, they instruct. They're really busy doing what they do and advising students and doing that, that, you know, they don't have the time to really manage employer relations. That's not their gig. Right. And we get that. So that's why it's important for one us and career services to make sure we're partnering with them so when those things do come their way that we're right there, we can help them triage and we can help them manage that relationship and steward that relationship with employers. But the best way going back to answering your question would be to go through us and connect with us directly. I mean, I can go through the steps with us at the Freeman Center. The neat thing is that we have a wonderful website, pretty easy to navigate. We've just revamped that this past semester. So if you just Googled PCC Freeman Center, it'll come right up and you'll, and you'll, you'll get to the Robert G. Freeman Center. And we have an employer page where we talk a little bit about how that relationship. Really relationship. relationship, um, the different options that that you have to engage with us and our job developer at, at PCC. I'll skip through that, though, and assuming you do connect with us, you shoot us an email, you fill out the form that we have online, someone's going to go ahead and contact you back, usually within 24 hours. And what we're going to do is we're going to do an intake, and we're going to find out what your needs are. You know, some employers might send us a job description and give us everything we need right away. That's great. But most of you are probably thinking, you know what, I I need an intern or I need a part-time person or a full-time employee. Maybe I've never even filled out a job description. I just know what I need in my head. That's what career centers are here to also help you do. So my message to employers are, same like we tell our students, a lot of our students think, unless I have a perfect resume, I can't visit the Career Center, I would say the same thing to an employer, that's not true. You don't have to have a a perfect job description to contact us. Uh, If you contact us, we can walk you through what are some of the things that we would need in order to best land you the right candidate, because those things are important. And so we can walk you through that, we can help you fill out that job description, because we know what resonates with students really well. And it's not uncommon that we'll have these conversations with our recruiters and employers that we've worked with about how we can make some minor tweaks, perhaps if on a job description or on an announcement, that way it could have the best impact possible to get you the candidates that you need and, and really have a critical mass of candidates for you. So I think that's the important message, I think, for employers is to not feel that they have to have it all really thought out and well-written, although we appreciate that and a lot of the larger companies out there do. But I think for a lot of the small businesses or mid-sized businesses that are listening or startups that are listening and are looking for talent, let us help you with that. And in fact, a lot of our campaign that we're going to launch for employer engagement over the next year is going to be focused around that also is how do we partner with you, not just, hey, employer, send us leads, but let's help you build out what that could look like for you and walk you through that and be a partner in that as well and have a meaningful relationship. Once that gets going, I mean, really what we're doing is we're activating and we're working with the groups on campus. So depending how specific the role is, we'll work with our faculty, we'll work with the department, we'll make sure that an announcement goes out directly to those students to really hyper-focus on that group. We have about 25,000 students or so at PCC, so we can certainly send it out to everyone, but obviously if we can narrow it down to whoever, uh, the group of students uh, that would most qualify for that opportunity, we do that. And we'll do very tailored marketing for that group as well. And that's really just to get you going and get candidates into that role. I will tell you from there, uh, one of my favorite questions I ask employers when we're working with them is, how can we tailor this? How would you like to work through this on-campus recruitment? Or how do you work with other colleges? Because it shows flexibility. And and we're very, very flexible. And what that means is some employers uh, might want resumes to go directly to them or they might want us to uh, collect those and get those out. We can do either. Some employers want to come on campus when we were on campus and we'll be on campus very soon again and do an information session. We can do that. In fact, we encourage that, and we encourage that even in a virtual setting now. It's time after time. The jobs that I've seen that get the best candidates and the most candidates are when employers do more than just post the job. The advice I would give them is to really spend some time, maybe 30, 40 minutes or so to talk to students, even if it's virtually, and talk about the job, the benefits of working at your work site, what it's like to work there, answer questions. There's really no better substitute than having a strong information session for students. So my advice is go beyond posting the job with any career center. You know, Let's partner and have you be embedded as part of the programming at the career center. It's going to suit them.
2: Our employers do not need to be local. I would imagine that they don't need to be.
0: No, they don't. Absolutely not. And some of them are not. And so we have students that, you know, oftentimes are Whether you're not here locally, but you're hiring for a local position, that's okay. And we can accommodate that through virtual sessions. And we have some students that may be looking for opportunities outside the general area. So, yeah.
2: So let's switch gears just a little bit and really talk about the student experience and how does preparation or talent development happen on the student side of the Career Center. We as an institution are following the framework provided by our chancellor's office on guided pathways. And those of you that are listening, what that helps us do is really guide the student and all of our constituents from the beginning of their academic journey to the end of their academic journey, where career is embedded in every step of their way here, and every step of their journey. And with that, we developed career communities, clusters of industries, of industry sectors, and we call them career communities. So the Freeman Center, how are you guys adopting and aligning to the career communities approach? How can students really kind of leverage that integration or your involvement with the career and community.
0: That really is the way to go. I think when you're a student and you're at the college, yeah, there's all these workshops and different things going on for all the students, but students want to know what what's there for me, what kind of programming is there for me. So our career center is working very closely with the different faculty leads at the college for the six career communities. And so some of the things that we do is that we make sure that the programming that we build is focused around those career communities. And oftentimes we're working with even our associated students. And we put a, an event not too long ago on uh, careers in finance that we were approached by the associated students who said, Hey, it, within our business career community, you know, there's a need for we have students that have said, hey, we, we have an interest in finance, and we would love to, you know, bring on some speakers and have a conversation about the different types of jobs within financial services, whether it's in banking or whether it's in corporate finance and, and all the different things you could do or in accounting. And that's obviously a very popular need within any business career community. And so we partnered with them, we sought out some speakers, we brought in alums as well um, as part of that and had a very tailored conversation around careers and financial services for students that are in that business career community. And so that's one example of what we're doing there. I think what the career communities have allowed us to do as well is to really build our strategy with how we're doing career advising as well and how our career advisors are assisting the students. And what I mean by that is it's not just a... Pardon the the phrase, but the shotgun effect with just one size fits all for everyone. But what we're doing internally is really training, beginning to train our career advisors to become a little bit more hyper focused on each of the communities and start to become experts in each of those communities. And so where we're going to kind of answer the question about, you know, what's percolating is that we're, we're really trying to go into a model where students will soon be able to come into the office and will be able to meet with career advisors that are focused in a career community. Doesn't mean that they're not obviously equipped to meet with any student, regardless of whether they've even identified a career community or not. But by hyper-focusing the training of our career advisors, by them becoming somewhat of experts within that given community, that's going to allow for us to give even more tailored services. So when students come in and they're having that exploration conversation with our advisors, when they're looking at jobs and they're reviewing resumes, now we can give them better advice. And so it's not just a one-size-fits-all resume, which sometimes happens at a lot of career centers. You'll go in, hey, I'm really interested in STEM career. Could you help me with my resume? And the resume they're getting built out is really one that's probably your typical business resume, which is not bad, but it's not going to be incredibly effective. And so those of us that have gone through resumes and seen resumes and done our own resumes, you know, what's good for an accountant is different for a nursing students, different for automotive, it's different for engineering and et cetera, et cetera. And so we're really tailoring our services, our expertise to become familiar with those communities. It allows us to put them into, into clusters and then become better experts in that area. The last thing I'll share about communities, too, is earlier in the year, we had a really successful art and design career week. And that was from a conversation we had with faculty who said there's a need there. And it's a a part of our campus that maybe hasn't gotten the the love that in the past that uh, an art and design uh, group of students need and have a very special need. And in that world, of course, folks have to go through their portfolios their online portfolios. And those of us that are artists and designers, it's a different world. And so we activated, we did a week's long of programs. We brought in people from gaming, from Riot Games, from Electronic Arts, Jam City. We had an architecture firm from uh, out in the East Coast, by the way, a, a, a person out of New York because of this virtual setting was able to join us. And really just teaching students and going through, yeah, going through the motions and having conversations about what it's like to be an artist, what it's like to be a designer, things that you need to know, um, what should be on your portfolio, what not to have. And then we culminated the week with portfolio reviews, which is very unique. So I won't go into the weeds too much into that because it was very exciting. But again, it shows how we're really tailoring our services depending on the program and the community.
2: Are there challenges that you're seeing from the student's perspective in navigating the Career Center or navigating any of their interests? I mean, are there challenges that we should be focusing on and providing a holistic approach to help them?
0: I think the biggest challenge is... When we're working with students that are from marginalized communities, students that are coming from low-income communities, um, disadvantaged communities, those are the students who did not grow up with examples in the home, did not grow up with mentors and folks that they can point to and say, my father was a lawyer, my mother was a doctor, or et cetera, et cetera, or whatever you're... And so we see a lot of that, and we see a lot of that even more so at, at any community college. And so a lot of the heavy lift that sometimes, quite frankly, those are the unsung heroes of the career center because you can't put a number on it and you can't really quantify it. Really, one of the things that our counselors taught me, particularly here at PCC, is they walk them through three steps. The who am I, the what's out there, and the where am I going. And I love that process. I mean, every college has a different one, but I love what they do. And this especially works for students who are in their first year so by going through these steps, right, we're discovering, let's talk about you. Let's learn a little bit about you. And so we walk students through how they can learn about themselves and then help them explore, okay, what, what does that look like in terms of a major? And that's where really the meat and potatoes of a lot of what we do, quite frankly, is helping students identify, okay, here are all these majors. If you go on our website, there's 200 programs and not every student knows exactly what they want to do, but that's where we, we, we come in, right? We don't make decisions for students. We're here to help them explore. We're here to help them make the right decision If they do come out with what they feel is a comfortable decision as to what major I should align with for the career I think I want to do, that's a success for us. Third step is the where am I going? Because now we want the students to put it into practice. We've talked about what your skills are. We've talked about what careers or majors. Now let's see if we can find you a mentor. How can we start building your network? And how do we use those skills and say, wait a second, even though you want to major in this, there's a lot of relevant stuff in what you do working at Macy's or out of Sears. And so that's a lot of what we do. So to answer your question, that's really the biggest lift that folks sometimes oversee about what we do in, at the Career Center is helping students, especially those that did not grow up with those mentors and those good examples. And so a lot of what we talked about earlier, when we bring in alumni, we bring in employers, that's why we do it. We, we do it for those students. We do it for students who haven't want to listen to someone and have access to industry. And at the end of the day, you know, not to sound cliche, Well, when folks ask us at Freeman, well, what do you do? So we we bridge that gap. We provide access to students to industry that they may otherwise not get anywhere else. And for most of our students, that's the case. They're not getting it anywhere else. And so I feel like that's our responsibility.
2: As I hear you talk, and we're in this work, you know, I'm in the work of economic workforce development. You're in the work of career development, which, by the way, is a huge integral part of our division. And I sit back and I think, you know, gosh, like I really missed out, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I really missed out as a college student not really leveraging the services around me and as a first gen I was a first genner, right my parents are both immigrants from from sicily and they did the best they can in navigating this world that they didn't know but we as a as a college as a system of colleges how can we Better activate with our students so that our students are achieving the outcomes that they've desired coming in, that they're going into their field of study, that they are not only going into their field, but being employed in the field, having those experiences, those work experiences. What might you say for those listening that are within institutions? What steps should we be taking to have a greater impact? The first
0: thing that comes to mind is getting involved really early. And, and what I mean by early is even before college is how can we get even more engaged with high schools and working with students before they even land on your college. And so I think, I think the next step, too, for a lot of us and myself included, and it's a challenge, is working with our outreach and enrollment departments as we're making those partnerships with our local high schools and feeder schools that we're working with. This is the reason why. I'm a huge proponent. I think we do, and this goes into a bigger conversation, but I think we do a disservice in terms of career development, just as a society, by not embedding more of this even early on in junior high and in high school and really having these conversations. And I get it that the the resources sometimes aren't there, but I think if we can be better partners at at any college, and I would challenge us as well with our outreach and working with seniors and juniors, one, they're going to see us. They're going to know that we're involved as a college. And so it's, it doesn't hurt. It's good, good, uh, good community outreach, I think, as a college to be part of that experience. But if you can start having that messaging early as a career center with students as before they even step foot in a, in a college class about here are the things that you should be doing. Because sometimes, and you just said it a moment ago, gosh, I feel like I didn't, I didn't leverage all, I, I, the same way. I, I didn't visit a career center when I was in community college. I didn't visit them until I was already a junior and I had transferred on. I wish I did. And I wish someone had told me and I wish someone in Career Center was at my orientation or maybe they would have showed up at my college night at high school. And, and so if we can do that and have that voice or we're speaking to parents, I think the other thing, too, and I know I'm kind of bouncing around. One thing I will say, and I will challenge community colleges on this that I've seen done very well. This is what four year colleges do really well. And I think I think community colleges can do better is engage parents. I think we have to engage parents. Part of the reason why I think engagement at career centers are higher, and I've seen it myself firsthand at some of these other four-year institutions, there's a little bit more parent engagement. Now, I get it's a different audience sometimes, but we still have a large number of students that are here to transfer and move on, and their parents are very much involved in their day-to-day. I think in getting involved with their family, their support system, and really embedding the importance of why your students should be coming to the career center is immense because then they're also pushing the students, hey, you know, that Jason guy, he said that there's a job fair that happens every semester. Did you go visit them? Because let me tell you, they will go home and tell and tell tell their parents, no, there's nothing going on at at PCC or fill-in-the-blank college. And so one of my favorite conversations I I love to have every year is talking to parents. I demystify, no, we exist. This is what we do. These are all the events that we have. These are the resources. And they're just floored. Most folks, like you, I mean, you and I are parents and and you know, we're watching and you go, wow, that's available. I didn't leverage all that. So, they'll <laughs> right. And then right. they'll put the uh-huh. pressure on their student to go and get your butt in gear and get involved. Go see Jason or go see whatever. Go to that job fair. So I think that's one thing that's very unique that I think community colleges can begin to do is start to engage the family, the support structure around the students a little bit more. Because I think that's how they'll get. I don't want to use the word pressure, but I guess more encouragement to come see us so that they get involved with us. Once they're involved with the Career Center, obviously those of us that do, we know what to do and, and we'll activate. And and normally it's a great experience.
2: I think what resonates with me in this conversation with you loud and clear is that career development and practice is a community approach. It's a community approach, not only internally, but externally. And how we develop new talent, how we navigate new talent, how we guide new talent. There are a lot of players. You have a ton of partners and you and you mentioned them. Faculty, employers, economic development agencies, chambers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, the list goes on of partners for the center. That really resonated with me in this conversation is that this is not a one size fits all. It takes a lot of folks and a lot of coordinated efforts and that there's room for everyone, right? There's room for everyone to access And so I appreciate that, Jason. This has been wonderful. Thank you so very much. If our listener wants to connect with you, what's the best way they can connect with you right now?
0: They can send me a direct email. I'm at uh, jbarquero, that's J-B-A-R-Q-U-E-R-O at pasadena.edu. That's probably the fastest and best way to connect with me directly. I'm also on LinkedIn, uh, Jason Barquero. You can connect with me there too. And I'm I'm happy to, to answer any questions or be of any service.
2: Excellent. We'll be sure to put those into the show notes. Thank you so much again. And I would look forward to chatting with you again really, really soon.
0: Same here, Sal. Thank you so much.
2: Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Future of Work podcast. Make sure you're subscribed on your favorite listening platform so you can easily get new episodes every Tuesday. You can reach out to us by clicking on the website link below in the show notes to collaborate, partner, or just chat about all things Future of Work. We'd love to connect with you. All of us here at the Future of Work and Pasadena City College wish you safety and wellness.